Hello and welcome to OU's Nach Yomi. You can find this year posted at ouradio.org.nach or on my website, ericlevy.com, under the recording section. Hi, this is Rabbi Eric Levy and I'm pleased to bring to you chapter 25 of the book of Eov. Vayan Bildad Hashuchi Vayomar. This is the last response in the third and final cycle. For some reason, so far we'll never get to his chance to speak, that is the third of the companions, and even this response by Bildad is only five verses long, not including the introduction. And I think that's because there's really um, nothing to say. That is, on one hand, there's nothing new here. He's simply repeating ideas that have been said before, as we will see, although he puts them a little bit more harshly. But Bildad really cannot mount a counter-argument against what Eov said, which is that the success of the wicked results directly in the injustice that happens to the innocent. So when good things happen to bad people, that causes bad things to happen to good people. Because once he establishes that that's true and he identifies that that is how it happens, then Eov can easily claim to say, I'm completely innocent and I'm suffering because of the fact that God allows good things to happen to bad people. And therefore, the companions cannot really point to any kind of sin. They can't assume that he's sinned because he's suffering. And therefore, it is quite possible, well, we know Eov has done uh, no wrong, but now the companions have to admit that Eov may have done no wrong and that he may be suffering simply because the wicked get to prosper. So he returns to the idea that God is unbounded and unparalleled to humans, uh, governance and fear are with him. He makes peace even amongst his high ones. That's, of course, a famous line, Ose Shalom Bim Romav, although we use it for different purposes. Now, some commentators say that this is meant as a contrast, that even though he has all this awe and power, he manages to bring joy and harmony to all of his creations. But I think, actually, the sense that Bildad is trying to get across is, is the opposite. What he's saying is, because of his total dominance and his ability to instill fear, that makes everything tick along like clockwork. The objects in the skies and the heavens don't dare to turn from their courses. They don't dare to be anything less than perfect because they know that the power of God and the control of God is upon them. Hayesh mispar ligdudav v'amilo yakum orehu Are his troops finite? That is, can they be counted? On whom does his light not shine? Clearly, this is a rhetoric question, or two rhetoric questions whose answers are no, and not a single one. The troops are probably the stars, meaning that even though they are beyond counting, uh, every one of them gives light only because God shines his light through them. Without God, there would be no light. By the way, if you're from a big city like New York and you look up at the skies, so you're probably not very impressed by this verse because, uh, you know, they don't overwhelm you. But if you ever go uh, to the desert, go to Israel, maybe to the Golan Heights, and you look up at the sky and you'll see this overpowering number of lights. And that's certainly what the author was expecting his audience would feel. I have to say for us, we who live in, I live in New York. So, uh, you know, I look up at the sky. I don't see too many uh, uh, stars. It's not too overpowering. But uh, the poetry is understood. Getting back to the idea. Um, this, it is possible that, that Bildad is adding a new idea here, that he's responding to Eov's description. If you remember the previous chapter of those three sinners, the murderer, the, the adulterer, the uh, thief, who were hiding from the light. They rebelled against the light and did all of their works in darkness. And I said there, while I wasn't sure why 
Eov was citing those three sinners. It could be that he was trying to point out that since they do their work in darkness, nobody ever knows. Maybe God doesn't know, but nobody else ever knows, and therefore they are allowed to continue their work. So Bildan might be saying that no one could hide from God's light. That is not the stars that he shines through, but that he makes sure that his light shines into all the nooks and crannies and reveals every, he knows everything, and he reveals all sin eventually. But to be honest, I think probably just this is a, a this is just a reiteration that God is the master of every heavenly creation, which themselves are superior to His human creations, which He will now in, uh, repeat. He is channeling Eliphaz from chapter four and quoting Eov himself from chapter nine when he says, "Therefore, in what way?" Could man found, can man be found to be righteous in comparison to, to God? In what way can man, can somebody born of woman found, be found to be pure? Now, Eov meant it in a legal sense. That is, who could get justification in court because God is way up there and we are way down here, so how will I ever get righteousness done in a legal sense? But Eliphaz in chapter 4 and Bildad here, they, they say it simply to assert that if God is flawless and if God is infinite and total in his control of creation, then man in comparison is flawed indeed. Then, further channeling Eliphaz from chapter 15, that's when Bildad says, how can one born of woman be made pure? I mentioned what that was all about, the idea of the birth process and the fact that humans are the sort of impure, impure beings and therefore if at the very inception there's this very physical process, then how could they ever imagine that they could achieve any kind of purity? And therefore, how can they imagine that they do not deserve whatever God decides to punish them with? Even the moon has no ability to shine, meaning on its own without God. And the stars are not found to be pure in his eyes. From context, the word Yahil, just on a grammatical note, uh, the word Yahil seems to be from the root Yud Hey Lamed, which means to shine, and the Aleph is extra is an extra letter. And we've seen this extra Aleph uh, happen maybe a half dozen or more times in this book. The root Ahal Aleph Hey Lamed would mean to set up a tent, which you could force into the translation, but it's probably best to assume the translation is from Yahel with the Aleph as extra. So, getting back to the understanding of the verse, if the stars and the moon are imperfect and incapable without God. So certainly man, a maggot, so certainly a human being, a worm. What Eliphaz started in chapter 4 and continued in chapter 15, Bildad ends finally by equating all of mankind with the lowest of the low creatures. In this light, one could expect only the lowest of the low treatment of man by God. And here Bildad's speech ends, suddenly... And that is the last we hear from any of Eov's companions. Eov himself will get one more chance to respond to his companions, and then the book will change its structure away from question and response.